Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. It's the Drink Talking with the Thinking Drinkers, Ben McFarland and Tom Sandon. And mistress of wine, Sam Caporn. All the booze, news and views. From absent to Zinfandel. Happy hour starts now. Welcome to another episode of It's the Drink Talking. I'm Sam Caporn and I'm joined today by my two partners in crime, Tom Sandham. Say hi, Tom. Hi. And Ben McFarland. Hello. And today, for the first time ever, we have a special guest in the studio, comedian Simon Evans. Yay! Thank you. Welcome. It's the first time ever you've had a guest. Yes. Yes. It is. I didn't realise. We normally just chat shit amongst the three of us. And we thought we'd bring someone else in today. So this is completely off piece. None yes. of you know what's yeah. going to happen. No, 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 no. We've had to get dressed and everything. Yeah, it's in your well, hands. Will said to me this morning, um, "Mummy, you look pretty." And I was, like, <laughs> I was like, "This is called makeup. You don't see this on Mum very often." Oh, yeah. And uh, so I think he you noticed put it today. Yeah. Simon, Simon, I've put Simon. some mascara. I'm very on for you. grateful because <laughs> not for the listeners, obviously. No, because they can't, yeah, they can't, can't see, see it. And um, today I am kicking off with a spit and swallow. So I'm going to start with the easy one, which is swallow glassware so when um drinking wine how important it is to drink wine out of different glasses now part of me was thinking of doing this as a spit because i do find that anything that complicates wine for the consumer is a bad thing but actually if you do pick the right glasses for your booze i don't know if it's the same with spirits um it can enhance your drinking experience and recently there was a furore in the pre- in the wine press about your champagne glasses did anyone pick yeah. up on that no no <laughs> didn't make so, the main news for some reason yeah no it's flutes flutes apparently are not the way to go so the ceo of krug basically said let me find what she said you don't use flutes you see using a flute is like going to a concert with earplugs because it will not let you enjoy what's inside because a good champagne before anything else is a good wine this is the first line in the little book of the founder Joseph Krug it was a Krug CEO so her point now is that um, flutes are too narrow and skinny and the and the kind of the little kind of um, what do you call it diameter mm. is too small so the whole point about wine why we swirl it it's to release aromas so you can get more out of your mm. wine because your wine 
smelling, you're not wine tasting. So the whole point is with these little flutes, you're not getting enough of the aromas out. And with those lovely sort of 1920s coupes, you're mm, um, arguably getting sort of okay. too much and the, and the bubbles dissipate. So the answer now, and I have gone invested in some actually in the last few weeks, the tulip. So you kind of go up like a flute. Mm. So they have like a skinnyish base and then they kind of go out and then they come back in a bit so you can get a little bit more aroma but you aren't losing too much fizz. And also, imagine with fizzy champagne, you don't want it too open-mouthed because it would just go all over your face. Uh, drink it. <laughs> I don't know how you're pouring or drinking your champagne. All over my face. Are you, are you a champagne drinker, Simon? You... I'm not a huge fan, no. It obviously okay. comes out for special occasions. Mm. I always resent the extra money. Mm. I've got to be honest with you. If I was going to pay 30 quid for a bottle of anything, I'd much rather have a very good bottle of wine. And I do agree with you about the flutes. I think that it's too concentrated as yeah. well. And it, the way it just literally physically bangs against your nose. I mean, they're just the, Certainly the, the sort nose of, like mine. Know, yeah. It's always hard I've to always, I've always been very dubious about it. Also, it's just tiresome trying to fill them, isn't it? Mm. You know, I mean, that gets in the way of the whole, you know, you put in a half an inch and it's suddenly this huge froth. You just think this isn't Turn right. it to the side. Yeah. Do you, do you pour beer on the side? Yeah, 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 to, yeah, to, yeah. To, to manage the head. And what about um, English sparkling wine? At your neck well, of the neck that's of the woods. right. We live just south of the Downs, where mm. it has become a, a huge centre. Ridgeview, Ridgeview, I think, yes. and Nightimber. Yes, mm. two very good bands. Which have managed to get themselves onto the I360, which seems to be the only point of that at all in Brighton. There's this kind of observation tower that goes up Ooh. and down like oh, a huge yeah, yeah, glowing cock ring up and yeah. down. This, um, <laughs> I mean, that is... It's a, it's, it really is. And, I mean, it's a horrible... When the ring is visible, it's yeah. OK, it's interesting. When the ring isn't visible, when it's at base and people... People getting in and out. It just looks like an incinerator yes, chimney, you know. Really uh, it's set against gorgeous Georgian mm. neo regency architecture, which is, uh, you know, the great glories mm. of, of mm. the Brighton. What is seafront. the point of it? Is it like a gimmick to go and? Is, yeah. it, is it a viewing? It's a viewing platform, platform and you go yeah. up to the top. I mean, there's a huge advertisement for it in Gatwick Airport, and there's a huge advertisement for it at the Victoria Station. So obviously, they're trying to get tourists to go mm. and see it. But the reality is, there's nothing to see from there. No. You know, yeah. Brighton wasn't built to be they're seen from the seen. top. So you see rooftops, <laughs> and they're just full of you know yeah. turbines and yeah. air conditioning units. And then you look out at which used to be empty and is now a building oh, site for a wind farm, you yeah. know, which is kind of annoying and ugly as well and has a couple of reasons. We saw out that there. last time we went down. We saw us cruise down on a Sunday, play a bit of crazy golf. They've got some nice crazy yes. golf down in Brighton. So if they just stuck with crazy golf, they'd be fine, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. But you can yeah. drink at the top. So you well, can it's least... a champagne bar on the way oh. up and down. Well, Hence a Ridgeview. And I think, yeah. And Night Timber also, my wife works, uh, does PR for a, a literary festival in, in Hampshire called the Curious Arts Festival. And Night Timber managed to get the soul right. To, oh, you know, it was okay. them and Fever Tree who oh, okay. were the tonic nice. people. Mm. Yeah. And these kind of brands, you know, they work very well at the premium end and they know how to market yeah. themselves. They, and they, they they're lovely wines. But the, and the thing with English sparkling wine as well is they're delicious, mm. but they're, if anything, they can be pricier than non vintage. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Something. But you're paying the same for vintage. Uh, yeah, vintage English wine, sparkling wine, would be the same as a non vintage. But it doesn't make you feel as excited as when you see a bottle of Krug being opened. Yeah, you have to pay more than 30 quid for that. Yeah, or there was that one, the one I like, Laurent. Perrier, is it? They have yeah. the beautiful sort of Art Deco bottles. There's something oh, that's, about those. Um, Perrier, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. The, that, that really yeah. beautiful one with the writing on. And I do love um, 
Tettinger Comte de Champagne, the prestige cuvées. Right. And, and a bit of DP, a bit of Dom Perignon. Mm, Bollinger. The so Bollinger's a bit of Bollinger, obviously. Sort of oh, cream, Bollinger. Isn't it? The thing about champagne is if you pay a huge amount of money, it's pretty good. But oh. then it's a huge amount of mm. money. You know, yeah. you're coming like yeah. 50 quid. Or, yeah. Well, the prestige cuvées, like, it was randomly looking the other day. DP's about 120. Yeah, I've never spent that on a bottle of champagne. Yeah. But I can't imagine how good a bottle of, I don't know, Burgundy would be for 120 I'm, quid. Do you know what I mean? Exactly it would just I be, totally agree. You know, <laughs> that would be a Spend it on your so you would trade your bubbles for some red wine. Yeah, all really good. I mean, I'd happily pay twenty quid for a really good bottle of Sauvignon Blanc. I mean, we've had this discussion about champagne before, and I'm well. I do understand why it's served at weddings for the celebratory effect. Mm. Yeah, but I always find the the breath (laughs) and the hit of alcohol, the speed with which you can lose your way, Mm. makes it less appropriate. But also, I really like prosecco. Prosecco is nice and sweet. Ties in with. I think it has that kind of sense of being a bit like a cavalry officer waltzing you around the dance floor, giving you a couple of glasses of champagne. It has that sort of almost. Mm. Russian yeah. novel, yeah. you know, mm. oh, I'm giddy with excitement sort of vibe. And that's that's kind of what it's trying to yeah. sell yes. you, isn't it? But you don't want that at a wedding, you're right. You know, Especially most, not most people stomach, don't. Yeah, it? people are trying to pace themselves mm. a little bit. Oh, I love it. And I think... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's smashed before yeah. the ceremony even starts. Yeah. Yeah. It's a great wedding guest. It would definitely She's be just my... Battered. I have had to be put to bed at a couple of weddings before. Yeah. I'm not, not proud of myself. Not your own, I hope. <laughs> not my own, no. Although, but, we know um, all about your husband and his ways of... But the thing that's good for fizz at weddings, one, it is actually quite low alcohol. Like Prosecco is 11%, mm. Champagne's 12, 12 and a half. But the bubbles take the alcohol into your bloodstream faster. That's why it's so awesome. Mm. So I think a little awesome. goes a, <laughs> I think a, little goes a long way. Yeah, that's a sweet one. That's why like Marlborough Red are really good yeah. for getting the, so uh, the dragon into Nicholson the bloodstream in. quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Marlborough, just, just in case you're thinking of advertising. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> little, We're still available. So many channels yeah. on. That's best also if you want to go to Bob. Anyway, I do. But I the, love um, it. I love to go back to the glassware, the champagne coupe. Yeah. You know, there's this Marie Antoinette boob boob Mm. thing. Apparently Mm. that's nonsense because she, when it was first designed... I think she would have been about seven or eight years old. Mm. What's that? So, uh, Marie Apparently, yeah. the, the 1920s coupe shapes were based on Marie Antoinette's boobs. Coupe. The yeah, coupes, the coupe. you know, the, the beautiful 1920s Art Deco champagne glasses. Sort of the shades kind of, of white, um, white of that. Yeah, um, I know what you mean. Yeah. And they were Boob apparently shape. modelled okay. on her breasts. On her specifically. They were unusual, yes. her breasts, were they? Massive stems. But there's. Um, I can't remember what the glassware brand was, but they famously remodelled their coupe recently on Kate Moss's breasts. Google it after this, Ah. but there's a picture of Kate Moss no clothes on the top half wearing a rather fetching pair of very skinny kind of gold trousers or something. And they have genuinely done their glass shape on Kate Moss's boobs. Oh, I will Google that. And she doesn't have big baps, (laughs) so it's it's quite an elegant... Yeah. What, that may be interesting if, that, if the sizes were offered to you. With, yes, in a, exactly. You know, what, do want a, yeah, do you want a Dolly Parton size? Yes, or a Moss size. But apart from just champagne as well, glassware can also enhance the drinking experience of still wines as well. Yeah. So I went to tasting led by um, Maximilian Riedel of the yes. Riedel oh, yes. Glass Riedel. Empire. Empire. We, I, showed, I showed these, these guys a picture of his wife yeah. uh, who is breathtakingly beautiful but let's not get distracted by that but the, yeah the glassware and we tried a Chardonnay in a little plastic cup mm. we tried one in a generic white wine glass and then yeah. we tried it in a um, 
oaked Chardonnay glass. And it was just amazing because it really did taste different. Yeah. I really wanted to be cynical. I wanted to think, oh, peak consumers don't need this layer of complexity. Mm. No, I know. think you should have a good glass anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's at not, home a nice you should. big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's an important, that's a good investment, I, I think. You, you know, know what? I've kind of pushed back uh, on that. But I did just for my husband's birthday in September. I don't know if you do this, but you know, you go, I'm basically going to buy you a present that's kind of for us. So I'm like, darling, here's your present. It's two really <laughs> I've got to expensive say, given your job, Sam, that's yeah, pretty thinly pretty, veiled. Pretty cheap. You know what? In fairness, two days before he was saying, we need some better glasses. Oh, okay. And mm. I quickly did an emergency order Down to online. Vision Express. Yeah. yeah. You have to be careful. My wife bought me a nice couple of glasses. We had really good glassware from Jasper Conran glassware oh, where we got married. And uh, shortly after we married, we moved into a new house in which the previous owner had screwed the kitchen cabinets to the wall himself and not done a very good... There were no batons. They were just screwed to the wall. And one day they just all fell off and everything smashed and all that stemware smashed. And so I'd gone for the last sort of 10 years without replacement. (laughs) (laughs) This kind of fun. She bought me two new glasses and we sat out, as we often do, on our stoop in Mm. Hove, you know, on the raised ground floor. Can you see the sea from your house? No, but it's a nice view. And then um, then the wind knocked one of them over. Yeah, smashed straight again. I was like... Absolutely. That's the bad jinx. thing with stemware. You're really, if it's good, you're just constantly go. nervous about it's it, aren't you? Yeah. And, that's, and well, that's how I feel with flutes, incidentally, as well. Yeah, There's I've something lost... about them. They don't seem to be very stable. They don't you know. No, I've got one left. I got um, years ago. I think it was only a set of four. Yeah. But um, I've got a twin sister, and she came over for Christmas, and she went to put the kettle on, and she managed to wipe two of them out. Wow, with a kettle. With a kettle. With a flex. <laughs> so they were by the sink, and then she'd right. gone to get herself a cup of tea or something. So I'd gone and oh, heat her kid's milk up or something. Annoying. And she went <laughs> And picked it just up. feed her children yeah, yeah. Went, yeah donk, and they just crashed into sink yeah. and then literally a week later the third one and I went and I've got one there I hate drinking wine out of plastic in fact if you go to like concerts and stuff and they beer. try and give you mm. just think well that's yeah. totally oh, indeed, pointless the Edinburgh Festival yeah. Yeah. Uh, everything served in plastic I'd rather have it yeah. in a syringe you know just like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> well I'll talk to you after the show we can certainly point you in the right direction Simon. but there is something good about I mean I love the um, branded pint glasses for beer you like Mm. They give me a lot of pleasure, you Mm. know, yeah, or a doom bar, you Mm. know, nick them from the pub, you know, basically, you know, just come back with those. In a man bag. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They give you a lot of pleasure and they feel sturdy as well, you know, that's that's the right sort of balance. I can't think of the last one that got broken in my house. Ever go for one of those um, panel jugs? With a handle in a pub, but I won't yeah. take those home. No. no, that looks. I find them a bit disturbing in a house, mm, unless yeah. they just got pens in or coins. Yeah, exactly. Most disturbing you know, yeah. for me is the beer thing called a growler. growler. Yeah. I just find that a bit weird. It's an unusual name. It's ben and I wrote a book about American beer in yeah. 2006, and we travelled all around the West Coast, and they were storing takeaway beers in growlers. What is jugs. actually? What actually is a growler? It's a, it's a container a, a, with a handle on it and but a you don't drink it, it out of that do no you, you pour it out it out of that. you can take yeah. it on camping trips yeah. and all the rest yeah. and it keeps the beer nice and it's fresh it's not, not got a growling well it, yeah, <laughs> the, the, the name comes from when yeah. you would open it and a little bit of air would come out or because I used to CO2 collect when I was quite young my parents were quite into pottery they used to have a kiln and they made their own uh, jugs and coffee sets and stuff 
And, and when, whenever we'd go on holiday, this was always like in the West Country or whatever, they'd find some local pottery to go and visit. And so I had to make sense of this part of my holiday. <laughs> so I got into collecting old pipes that had frogs in the bottom. Do you know this tradition? Oh, oh yes. yes. There yeah, was, yeah. And there was always one there if you poked around. Like enough, a ceramic you know, frog? A ceramic frog, and it would blow bubbles as you drank oh my from God, it. My so, son yeah, you'd that. drink it, and it would have a little bit of air in it as, yeah. you, as you filled it correctly. The bubbles would come at a certain point unexpectedly. And the idea was, I think, that you'd get to the bottom and you wouldn't, you know, some would have frogs and some wouldn't or whatever, you know. Oh, I like that. Frog that tankers really cool. is quite a West Country Yeah, never thing, heard yeah. of it. It's a bit like the other one was the glass bottom so that you can make sure you're not drinking the king's shilling. You know about yeah. that, right? Yeah. That was, uh, the king's shilling was put into your pint. If you drank from it, that was effectively understood that you'd taken the contract and you'd wake up on a ship the next morning. Mm. Yeah, you basically that. being dragooned. Oh. Well, there was also there was that <laughs> other thing apparently. You, yeah. So you could drink and you could see out the bottom of the glass yes. to see if anyone was, I don't know, firing an arrow yeah, or, or something. Putting like a sword yeah. out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Firing an arrow. <laughs> or whatever <laughs> they did. Whatever <laughs> the pub fights were about then. Quite a risky business going for a pint. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? The olden days were risky. I don't they know were. if anyone's been watching the Gunpowder Plot. No. Um, it's got the John very Snow's handsome um, John Snow yeah. in from Game of Thrones. You know nothing. See, not the um, basically, he looks <laughs> just like not that one. He looks just Although like John Snow. Dishy. But crikey, the whole um, Catholics, Protestants, and religious persecution, where they um, did um, hung drawn quarter. quarter. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, I was almost retching off my sofa. And you think so that, carry on. that used to be allowed? Yeah. Mm. You know. times. Well, it was no. a oh. bad times. It was a deterrent, wasn't it? It was a proper deterrent. <laughs> yeah. you know, you yeah. Yeah. It's not like knocking like around <laughs> in prison these it's days. Like an ankle tag. You can get no, anything okay. these You've days. You've got to stay inside all night. They weren't oh, just right. quartered. They were then those quarters were hung up in separate visible places. The four quarters of the city. That, that was, was. It the wasn't point. just yeah. The, you kind of go. This is all four quarters of the city would now be aware that this was. I have to say, having watched that priest being hung, drawn and quartered, I'm beginning to feel some sympathy for Guy Fawkes. I'm not sure how many feel this weekend. I didn't realise until I did a in Belfast yeah. one year just how sectarian the whole mm. celebration is don't even mention Guy Fawkes or Bonfire mm. Night in, and it was on Bonfire mm. I mean I was it was just random that I was oh, in really? Belfast and I was like oh you know wish I was back home <laughs> 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 that's, yeah. that's not a good opening yeah. gambit yeah. so yeah. 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 our experience being being dropped on back in the wish I was at home <laughs> <laughs> don't want to be here yeah. tonight folks but it's Lewis, near you and Lewis, oh, they, yeah. they, they, you know, they like, still they, burn the Pope in effigy. They do, yeah. they do. do they? Yeah. yeah, and also uh, a celebrity like David Cameron or something. Yeah, I imagine yeah. it will yeah. be <laughs> Donald, won't it this year? Or Good was that question. Probably yeah, last year? I don't know Boris. whether Donald might. They might be in favour. You know, they all dress as Confederate soldiers as well. They go marching uh, through. They all have bonfire societies which are attached to specific pubs. And they all go in a sort of fancy dress and they march and they beat drums and they hold flaming torches mm. and they carry, you know, standards. But there's a definite sort of Confederate rebels. They're rebels, okay. basically. That's, you know. Oh, OK. So, might, yeah, so might be yeah, I mean, I don't know where their sympathies lie in that. Mm. I don't think many of them will have given much thought to the racist element of the Confederate. I think it's more just that they resist the overpowering nature of this sort of federal yeah. you know agents but um, looking forward to next so, weekend so yeah it could be really <laughs> interesting I don't know who my mark, go uh, for. Down to it. and then for my spit oh, yeah. we'll keep this one brief because I don't know that much about it so we'll we'll, um, <laughs> well informed as ever <laughs> well informed as ever I was just reading and I don't know if anyone was aware of this 
But global wine production is basically due to fall to its lowest level in 50 years, largely as a result of the terrible frosts we had earlier this year in a lot of the big wine-producing areas. I think England got away with it, but there's yeah. these beautiful pictures in the press, I remember early on, with people with their smudge pots and these a lot of uh, famous vineyards just alight trying to keep the frost from damaging the vines. Wow. But there's some massive frosts in, I think, France mainly, but also Italy and Spain have been hit by problems. So does that mean the wine will be more expensive, the good exactly. stuff? Exactly, I reckon. Yeah. 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 Okay. So I think my um, spit really is quite a simple one. It's just I think the fact that global production is down 8%, which is um, not insignificant. And then that coupled, of course, with Brexit and the pound and how that affects exchange rates when you're importing mm. wine, buying wine. I would be surprised if we don't see some rises next year. But obviously a lot of this at the top end where you've got supply and demand, when you can you you're paying a lot for fine wine in, like say Burgundy, and then if the volumes have gone down yeah. even further, then you need to you know, you're gonna shove the price up. And a bit. domestically, do we make enough still wines for that to be good for our domestic wine industry or is it are we just predominantly Again, making sparkling well, um, sparkling is the most famous and the biggest volume definitely our still wines are still a little esoteric like right. um, you know Bacchus is probably the most mainstream it's like an English version of Sauvignon Blanc it's quite elderflowery it's not at commercial prices. Mm, you know, I think even right. a regular Bacchus is probably going to be 10 quid. I mean, someone like Tesco do an own label, Tesco kind of finest English blend. Right. And I'm going to suggest that would be around 8 quid. Okay, I'm just wondering um, as we sort of are we going increasingly to get, um, separate ourselves mm, from the rest of yeah. the world whether we are thing? sustainable yeah. <laughs> and wine. <laughs> we make our own. We don't care because we've can, got we'll brilliant wine. We'll have a trade wine. treaty with Chile or someone soon, yeah. won't we? And then we'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck with all that. I'll sort it all out. Um, yeah, so we'll see. And then I think that also goes back and links into something I covered in a previous podcast about the whole the fixed cost of wine. I think it goes back to a bottle of wine at £5, for example, has got about 37p's worth of wine in it. But, you know, you go up to £10 and you get seven times that. You know, normally if you spend a bit more money, you're going to be getting better wine. But obviously if the costs are going up, you're going to be spending a bit more money. Spending even more money to get. Let's buy a beer instead. There we go. Or whiskey. whiskey. (laughs) Well done, Sam. That was great. Thanks. Interesting stuff. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive in June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which 
is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. You're listening to It's the Drink Talking. So what are we tasting first, boys? Who's got what? Well, we've got Simon in the studio with us today, so we thought we'd try and find some things that Simon might enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, <laughs> as well as a comedian, we understand you have quite a keen interest in Shackleton. I read up on him about three years ago, and I did a. Uh, he was a, a sort of presented as an alternative hero for my son in right. a show where I talked about the dearth of good role models. Right. Almost the sort of running theme these days of my kind of stand-up <laughs> comedy really is just kind of everything is rubbish and modern life is broken. <laughs> so Shackleton was presented as a sort of alternative to John Terry as a, uh, <laughs> well, you know, as, as an English bulldog spirit, you know, yeah. well, well, Irish in fact, but um, but yeah, it was he was a kind of hero. Well, he's a, he's a hero of, of ours just because of the more recent understandings of his, his passion for drink yeah. and the fact that they discovered this stash of whiskey a significant um, um, at his base yes yeah. um, how true is that of him was he as much of a drinker as we it wasn't something was? that i was aware of when i was reading about him and okay. in his book south which is his own account of mm. the of the expedition the main one they mainly talk about the diet of the men being you know seal blubber and penguin Ooh, steaks right, and, right. How it, <laughs> and how the thing that they miss most is what they call farinaceous products which isn't a word i knew before but just means things made of flour essentially so with wheat okay uh, so bread and, and pasture and stuff is what they missed you know yeah they had a bit of pipe tobacco and they had a bit of whiskey but there, mm. there wasn't a kind of fetishization of it or anything okay. such that came through but it does appear that in fact he had pretty good stocks laid down yeah you know? well i mean that was the white and Mackay, having f- discovered this stock which had been preserved for a hundred years perfectly, yeah. they decided to try and reincarnate it with blends that existed in their portfolio. They did actually have a, a couple of rare expressions of it, and now they've subsequently launched an expression that we can all enjoy because those are still available online. The, the first releases for over a hundred quid. Yeah, I um, haven't tried that. I have tried this one before. Yeah, though, well, then we, we thought we'd bring it in just to mm. drink it while we're talking about it. Yeah. What I quite liked about him was that he had a lot of great ambitions, but he was a bit shambolic. Yes. And he kind of ignored the advice of people who'd been you know, really studying it and become an expert. Like there was a Norwegian guy who was giving him advice on what to wear and he and he was like no oh, I didn't know I've, about that okay before he even left England before he even left England yeah. apparently cobbled together all the money and supplies and everything very 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 quickly it's a very interesting story I mean there's a lot of aspects to it it wasn't his first voyage of course no. I mean he'd been down there with Scott and he was at one point the man who'd been the closest to the South Pole and then he turned back sensibly and saved all the men's lives mm. you know I mean in, although he was shambolic he was actually quite pragmatic and you mm. know in one respect, it was disastrous, the Trans-Antarctic Expedition, but everyone came home alive. That yeah. was the amazing yeah. thing, you know, compared to Scott's trip. But he took a car to the, the Antarctic, was that right? Yeah. And ponies <laughs> rather than dogs. Yes. Yeah. 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 He just seemed to be a kind of bit of a maverick. Yes. Yeah. Let's, just, <laughs> let's give that a go. I don't know about the car. I yeah, he had a car. He was on, yeah. on, on, on Nimrod. Was it mm. Nimrod? 
And then uh, they, oh, they, this was an earlier expedition, yeah, yeah. right? And okay, then he, yeah. He drove okay. it off, and it sank, sank into the snow. And he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, oh well, yeah." But didn't <laughs> he die quite if young? It, uh, he died at forty-seven. Forty-seven, that's right. Yeah. Which was the Heart age attack. I was when I first started reading about him. That's right. Uh, yeah, okay. On a ship heading back down to Buenos Aires, wasn't it? Yes. Was, uh, yeah. The had doctor said, expedition. "Give up your bad behaviour," and he said, "What do you want me to give yeah. up?" And something to that effect. He said, "Booze." Yeah. And, uh, oh, really? his last words. Yeah. Apparently, so the legend goes. Uh, but we've talked about him in an yeah. earlier podcast, actually. Right, we, and right. we, we we sampled podcast some of this. Podcast five. If you want more yeah. information, listeners. Um, and we brought this with us. But you are a whiskey drinker. I mean, this is quite a, an easy drinking blend. It's got yes. lots of single malt blends in it. But mm, what would you slurp. normally be drinking? Do you drink this on time tour? Of the day. <laughs> 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 but do you tend to drink before you go on stage, or do you drink after? Do you, I don't drink before you're... I go on stage. But if I'm doing a full length hour or an hour and a half tour show, I will take a drink on stage with me because partly to get me through. You know. Keep <laughs> That's a long time to check. Because you'd obviously rather be at home. And just just drinking water, it just feels a bit sort of tepid, doesn't it? Yeah. But also, I think. Or you take on a beer. A beer is okay, although I don't like anything which might go up my nose. You Mm. know, you don't want to be burping or anything. Mm. Um, I mean, I do quite like red wine, but it does tie the tongue a little bit, red Mm. wine. Mm. And I've heard other people say that it's a dangerous thing to drink. Red wine before you make a speech or whatever, because you just it, it the tannins might destroy you out a bit. Yeah, yeah. So whiskey is really good, but of course the trouble mm. with whiskey is gets you, know, you get through it. Don't <laughs> yeah, you? yeah sure. Time, sipping it. <laughs> nice I did find Blanc. a really good one is actually a nice port, a port oh, or even a yeah. cream sherry, because okay. something yeah. with quite a lot of sugar content mm. in is actually quite again. It's yeah, it's quite reassuring. Mm. It's a weird thing. Certainly if you do a gig which has any kind of pressure, like a corporate, if you do a 20-minute corporate set in front of, you know, 500 black tie, mm. you know, high-level financial executives or whatever, and you're just trying to keep up some kind of, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> facade of yeah. authority in front of these people. You come off stage, I've noticed this, I have an absolute craving at that mm. point for usually, uh, you know, the, at the end of those meals, they have those little chocolate, mm. you know, fancy well, like truffles did, or whatever. They're really, yeah, because I need the sugar. Yeah. And if you have that sugar with you on stage, it's quite nice. It's interesting you say like the pressured gigs is a 20 minute corporate mm. but then you talk about an hour and a half an hour and a half is a pressure yeah. though really but the thing yeah. about it is I like the drink also makes it more convivial so you feel mm. as if you're holding court in a bar mm. rather than make Standing a show you know because yeah. yeah. the show isn't really a show yours is a show right you're right. thinking mm. drinkers you have you know props and you have okay now we're doing this bit now we're doing that mm. bit and there are conceits monkeys. you know yeah. monkeys yeah. but <laughs> just standing there my stuff Five is just drinks. standing there I'm just talking at any point anyone could reasonably say I think I might talk for a bit now do you know what I mean <laughs> Good. Yeah. You have to try and create that impression that they could as well. You have to try and maintain do you the get sense. Heck- does anyone heckle you? Not heckling, but I mean, it, when it gets stuck ideally, in. you want people to sort of feel right on the cusp of being brought into it at any moment, mm. you know, because that keeps people on their toes. That's yeah. what your teacher will do in a good classroom, right? A good teacher will have the pupil should sense that they could be asked to at respond, any time to yeah. participate. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> So the drink seems to sort of add to that. I, um, I find out a good teacher yeah. should be drinking port as well. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, just well, we were told this year about port, weren't we? That it was a good thing to drink before you go on stage because it, it's an old theatre trick that it does yeah. loosen Because I got laryngitis and everyone kept mm. saying, don't drink alcohol unless it's port. Yeah, you gargled no, with whiskey, didn't you? I did. I you, you swore by that, and lo, it didn't no, work. It doesn't work, does it? In a very brief sense with whiskey that it cures sore throats, mm. but quite quickly it dries your mouth even yeah. worse. Yeah. yeah. So, do you want my views on this? Yeah. Then, on oh, the yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it was just we just Can thought it was nice because it married tiny to. Tiny drop of water in it. Is yes, for sure. Uh, and not yeah, not okay, a problem well. to add a bit of water. 
I had fallen, you know, this is very basic, but I had fallen, that was lovely, mm. I had fallen for that thing in recent years of just thinking single malt or nothing, you know. And actually a good blend... Well, they yeah, are, no, yeah. Is, is They're a, making a, a bit of a comeback art, as well. Yeah. But the thing is, it's all based on fashions. I mean, 30, mm. 40 years ago, really, single malts were nothing. And no. the reason that whiskey survived is because bad single malts were put together by blenders. The, single the Americans fashion, have always understood that, haven't they? Yeah, well, Funny, you know, and they have a big market for all the, like, Shivers and Johnny Walker yes. and all that. Mm. But um, well, The rest but, of the world. I mean, we export yeah. a lot of it. And Johnny Walker and Shivers both make some incredible blends. They're really yeah. come back. And certainly going through duty-free now, you see a huge presence of Johnny Walker iterations mm. at various mm. price points and different <laughs> colours and different you know, mm. levels of beauty of the bottle or what have you. So that's clearly making well, it I mean, if you like a single malt, the reality of a Johnny Walker blue label is yeah. that it's got some of the finest single malt whiskies in the world yeah. in one bottle. In one so, bottle, yeah. And, and the complexity. So I'm back on board with that. But it's interesting. There was more to it than I realised, you know, and I'd always thought it was basically teachers and bells and then, you know, single malt. And, yeah. you know, and it's not that simple. Well, even a single malt, you're going to do, use different barrels to try and find the consistency. So if you're, right. if you're looking for a single car, if you're looking for the romantic ideal of having whiskey yeah. from one barrel, you're going to have to buy single cask whiskey, and you can't really no. even on a in single malt. It's from a single distillery, so they yeah. use different barrels. So the idea of you blending whiskey is across the board, really. Yeah, yeah right. Um, so why not blend some of the best yeah. single malts? What would be your whiskey of choice? Do you actually well, specifically I mean, like, go to yeah, something? No, it's in the quite union? sort of context specific okay. for me you know so like if i'm walking up in the hills or mountains i love to have a hip flask or something really smoky mm. up there oh, yeah. or to come in out of cold weather and have an ardbeg or a, yes you know blimey ardbeg so yeah you're going that's big fully, on the... fully sort of medicinal smoke. yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then other times you know just sitting in a nice hotel bar well mccallan is hard to beat i yeah. think at, at the price point you know that kind of real smoothness but then i don't know talisker is i like very much we're working with talisker this year on the show that's so you kindly came to see us uh, yeah. Yeah. Last year, when we were uh, we were sampling things like Plymouth Gin, but this year we're sampling the Talisker Ten Year Old. It's an interesting one to try on people because I don't think they're prepared for. It's now forty five point eight percent ABV yeah, as strong, well. Yeah. So and this smoky quality, we're trying to sort of educate people on something entirely different. Yeah. But actually, their smoke is quite subtle in yes, comparison to an Isla malt. What is behind the smokiness of? It's the way it's made, the peat that's used to fire oh, up the right, kilns right, yeah, and, okay. and heat the barley before it, it's fermented and then goes into distillation. And different producers use that process more than others? Some people have a more heavily peated malt. So the malt at the start, so your malted barley, will be cooked in either using peat as a fuel or in a, a not using peat. So the heavily peated malts will feature more or less in the whisky, depending on what what you're after. So even on Isla, so Ardbeg oh, is the, big, yeah. is big, whereas Lagavulin is slightly sweeter. Yeah. Um, Lafroig, which was the first smoky one I ever had, and I remember that very clearly when somebody brought that back. That was about sort of 1990. I was going to say, how old were you when you had it? I was about 24. Okay. And, Still um, quite young, I think, yeah. to be going at Well, that. also, I just, it was ridiculous, having not had anything like yeah. that before. What were you drinking at the time? Just um, I think really crap famous beer. grouse or Jameson's. Okay. You oh, know. you were drinking whiskey at oh, least. Yeah, we were drinking whiskey. Not, we drank not whiskey vodka and orange. No, but okay. it was... Uh, I mean, I, had, I was in a sort <laughs> yeah, yeah. of shared flat, still in sort of student-style living arrangement, you know, and uh, one of the guys there was quite a sort of uh, old-school, you know, drinker and smoker right. and what have you, you know, had okay. Dunhill smoked and Dunhill right. lighter, you know. Right. And he, so he was a bit, bit of an old, old-fashioned <laughs> clubber, at, you know. Yeah. He later came out as gay, funnily enough, and, it all, and that all changed, but... Um, <laughs> It. But he was well. No, he sort Still of. Yeah. He was a you know. He remained a barrister, but he 
was. I mean, he'd been head boy at Aldor, which was quite yeah. an old-fashioned public school. He'd been on Good mountaineering castle. trips and stuff, you know, leading boys up unconquered mountains in China, and then you know, so he had all this kind of. <laughs> Don't old old fashion. Fashion. And then he was like, yeah. and actually, also, I'm gay, but. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, uh, but that it all came out there, and he came back with the Lafoyg, and I tasted that, and I thought it's just absurd. Yeah, it's not yeah, pleasant at all. It's medicine. Yeah, exactly. Iodine. first, but because you grew up well, am I right in thinking you went to Verulam School? Because I yes. went to Nicholas Breakspear, oh, which is just you? around okay. the corner from you. Yes, uh, I, remember I was in that, the mixed yeah. Catholic, and you were in yeah. the, the boys' school. But Single uh, boys. Did you grow up in St Albans? Did you? Because they had a lot. At one point, more pubs per square mile than any other city. They weren't all that great, though. Some of them, I think. I think there Many were one or two crap. good ones, but just sheer volume, yeah. <laughs> the ones we drank in where they'd serve you at 16. And there was a shit. certain, I mean, the places like the Fleur de Lis right by the oh, clock yeah, tower, okay, you know. Yeah, yeah. But they were quite kind of boy racerish, yes. you know. There was a lot there were a lot of pick-up joints. The ones I did like were the ones on the Not outskirts of town, like the... Uh, I drank in the Ancient Britain, which that's is... That's a good one, yeah. yeah. Right on Do the you remember the um, uh, Wicked Lady? Yes, blimey. Lady, that's still yeah. going, because yeah. I now live in Harpenden. I moved back out Oh, there, right. So I'm just trying to... Harpenden's nice, I like that. It's quite twinkly, isn't it? shouldn't tell the listeners. They'll be stalking us, won't they, Ben? It's the cock in the middle of half an hour. Actually, that's that's gone. No, there's the the cock in... um St Albans, come yeah. on, let's, let's just, we're better than this. I mean, we can't, how many times can we say the cock in without someone? Harpenden, they've got a Fuller's pub there now, which is a, the Harpenden Arms, which is a, right. done a, a nice pub. But yeah. so that's where I cut my drinking teeth, which is why I yeah, wondered yeah. what you drank when you were younger. Because, I mean, I, when I was 19, I got drunk on what must have been a pint of whiskey. And Oof. it just put me off whiskey yeah, yeah. for about I 20 remember, years. I remember, if I went to the cock in, I always try and be a bit sophisticated because it was Harpenden, and I drink like cocktails like a Manhattan. But Ooh. Manhattan with Southern Comfort. I don't know if that's the official one. I do yeah. know the cock in it is still there, and it's, it's a bit run down. I, I've yeah. not been in there for years. It used to be quite sort of. But it you certainly know. wasn't a Manhattan. Place. No, no. It God, was I'm surprised bit, you didn't get knifed. Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what I thought I was up to. <laughs> Even Harpenden, that's fighting talk. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you're a Brighton. You've done your time in Brighton. Yeah, Brighton's went, got great pubs. Yeah, I was at the University of Brighton, so now, and I worked on the, the local paper down there in the Argus, yeah. and used to do the pub reviews down there, and are some very good pubs, yeah. But it's changed a lot. It's got its own gin, hasn't it? Now, my wife does the PR for them. Oh, really? Yeah, okay. yeah. It's a it's a good gin. I mean, I have to say, I think the premium gin thing is a little bit. Not many people drink gin neat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? I'm not mm. sure if I'm honest. If it, if if, it's, the, if there's the yeah, the we're doing to it. it more. Yeah. I have to say, I'm doing. I think right. if you're allowed I mean, to, I mean, I like whiskey. it neat myself yeah. personally. Just yeah. with a bit of orange or something. Well, I suppose essentially a really good martini is virtually neat Nothing. gin. Yeah, yeah you can <laughs> stick. We, we always say that. I mean, we're yeah. working with Copperhouse uh, gin from Adnams, and you can you stick a bottle of that in the freezer, just chill it right down. Yeah, and you don't need to. You don't need anything. Much of anything at all. An so. olive. I'm a gin and tonic person myself I would never have it neat um, but um, I did a tasting recently with a load of different gins and that's like a really taste difference and, and even with this uh, you know just the same sort of tonic and all of them you know definitely you some, can taste yeah, it. but then you yeah. have cultivated your palate of course, over many years the good thing with yeah. Brighton gin is I would say it's a really nice like bottle image yeah, colour nice the packaging and it's everything like square, works and it bottle, feels it? like it's harnessed 
the meaning of Brighton yeah. quite well. Yeah, Other is, brands have tried to do that, but it does feel I like it works. Well, I think that's crucial sure to that. what that gin can do. It's like a yeah. Portobello gin. To put Portobello on the bottle, yeah. it, it gives it that statement of, of location. Because a lot yeah. of drinking is to do with that, isn't it? Mm, a lot of definitely. How, you know, how you enjoy a drink. Yeah. Haven't they got in the Bryson Gin, they've got um, one of the botanicals is the the botanical that helps your, allegedly helps your liver. Oh, I did not know this. Milk thistle. Milk thistle. Yeah. Okay, that's oh, interesting. I think, I so it's I'm, working on it yeah. as you yeah. drink. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Seems like dubious oh, marketing. The one but... that I worked for before and I did a bit of work for was Hendrix. Yeah, uh, okay. A new guy who was nice. uh, involved with Oh, no, you oh, know Rory. Rory, yes, of course. Rory yeah, yeah. does the um, I worked with him on a, on a funny campaign where we were growing cucumbers in, a, mm. in cucumber frames and we were reading them bits from the election <laughs> manifestos of various parties to, <laughs> to see which ones, were, which ones would grow fastest. And this was a sort of... It was a, a daily blog building up to the oh. 2010 general election. And we managed to get onto the green at Westminster and um, and got Andrew Neil involved. <laughs> so oh, it became yeah. quite a big PR stuff. We're big fans of Andrew Neil. But he the clever thing they did with that <laughs> was, the clever thing with, with Hendrix was, they go, right, the big deal here is the cucumber. That's, yeah. that's the big mm. kind of botanical. You put the, the tonic in and then you wipe the rim with cucumber and you actually have sliced cucumber in the glass. And so you really do smell and get the cucumber. And yeah. You believe that that's... I suspect if you just got a regular Aldi gin, wipe the rim with cucumber and left some cucumber in the glass, it would, it would probably still... Of, but also, you, you know, I mean, mm. you know, you're right. And then also, but if people are doing that in a pub, it's something mm. that people see going, mm. what's that? They've got cucumber and then yeah. it starts oh, to yeah. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, yeah. There's method to their their madness, Absolutely, and, and yeah. they're very very clever. Yeah, but were, were you not the voice of the old speckled hen? I was. Absolutely, <laughs> yes, yes. We've done our research. We've got Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I um, did that. That was a great job. We used to work with a two man puppet. This this kind of really quite mechanically complex fox that was sat on a bar stool in this pub and would do his mouth and I would speak and he would do the mouth and it, we'd do it a few times until we got it right. I mean, it was done properly in real time. You know, I was crouched in the corner Brilliant. watching right. the fox and the bloke was listening. And there was one bloke who could do his legs and the other one was like operating his mouth and eyebrows. He was a very... State of the art, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love those adverts. I thought they were really good. I mean, commercials, the money's good, but sometimes you feel a bit debased by the experience. But I have to say, I was very <laughs> pleased oh, with my sensation. Did you like the beer? Did you like the beer? This is lovely beer. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And it was a very popular beer. I don't know if it still is. It was very popular at the I think it's while. kind of got lost. I mean, it still sells very well, but yeah. I think it's kind of seen as a bit of the old old school it's not kind yeah. of this new craft uh, no no that's right wave. yeah the craft thing annoys me to be honest oh well that brings oh. me perfectly <laughs> onto my bit and the other to say Ben there's a very intriguing looking bottle of yeah so beer. I'm taste it this is from Furl oh yeah yes. Furl I know very well lovely pal oh, there oh that's quite a bit I just say listeners wow you've got a squirter oh. it's going off in Ben's face that is worse than when my champagne went everywhere that's, that's our, that's that our worst like alcohol incident like yet. Like one of those fairground Coke bottles. That's, that's, a, kind that's of got a lot of, of quite something. electrical now, yeah. Yeah. stuff that's been covered in beer. Oh, okay, nice. that's thrown it a bit. Um, <laughs> so this um, is brewed by the guys at Burning Sky. Do you know yeah. the Evening Star pub in Brighton by the station? Evening Star. And it's one of the think? best beer pubs in, in oh, Britain. Okay. Opened by guys who ran a Dark Star brewery. Can I just say, listeners, that there's beer, there's beer absolutely everywhere. everywhere. On the carpet, on and the this, table, and all over Ben's oh, notes. Right. Is, oh, is it, is it, is oh, it's got, got quite a head on it. Yeah. What do we say with the head? Ben, about two or three fingers. Yeah, no, head, I'm not pulling it. me about ten, man. Yeah. I've got a glass of head and two millimetres of beer. Wait, well, just hold on. We've got this lovely. 
Okay, so listen. So what's this called? Flanders? It's called Flanders Red. And the guy who um, was a former brewer at Dark Star Brewery, who were very big in Brighton, they've been going for about 20 years, right. a guy called Mark Tranter, he is a real, real purist and amazing brewer, one of the best brewers in Britain. Four years ago, he started Burning Sky Brewery, where he specialises in farmhouse beers, very artisan. And What's it's a true, farmhouse beer a mean? Farm, well, um, uh, saisons, generally oh, we discussed yes, saisons, so it's a lot of barrel ageing, a lot of um, herbs and spices and fruits and uh, things like that that he forages uh, around the the farm in Furl is a lovely little he village. He forages. He does forage. He's wow. a forager. Oh, I like that. And he said it's much more romantic in theory than it is in practice. Sort of clumping around, digging in the mud, just yeah. looking yeah. for something <laughs> to put in the bit. So. But hopefully, he, no magic mushrooms. Do you know? No. Do you know what have we got that wrong? Yeah, you should have a word, he'd be great. He's Brighton based and you know he does his show now. He used to be a magician, well sort of um tongue in cheek, sort of Tommy Cooperish magician, but he uh his new stuff is all about anarchist cook, so mm. he, he makes food using stuff you would find in a hotel room or whatever. <laughs> but um he forages. He's a proper yes, and he's, he's a really good cook and he does he he'll spend the day looking for mushrooms in the wood or whatever very yeah, happily. He, you know? Just to give listeners an idea what he does, it's a very good show. He yeah. poached some salmon using a wallpaper steamer. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Lots yeah. of garden um, and tools. And he can fry eggs on the back of an iron. Yeah, he should be on television. Yeah. yeah, after us. After us. us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so anyway, Flanders um, so Flanders Red. Just before you tell, I've, got to, give you, I've got to give you the context of this because yeah. is it Ned Flanders or is it? No, no, Ned it's no, from Flanders. as it is. It's as in uh, Flemish. The Flanders, the, the Rodenbach is a beer um, that is a very famous classic beer, a red coloured beer that is aged in these big barrels called Foudre. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and big, they have yeah. and they have oak barrels. Big oak barrels. They have wood and critters within the barrels, and it is fermented first using a rosalea yeast, and then it's fermented in the barrel using lactobacillus and wild yeast. And it's more like a cider, mm. I imagine, in its flavour, and it's quite sour. Yeah, it's more like a wine. It's known as the Burgundy of beer. The sort of the, you know the, the strength? The strength is that's a very good question. Six percent. Six percent. And this is spent now. Uh, Mark has created these foodras within his brewery in Furl. It's an amazing place. Got cool ship as well. He ages these beers for forty months, getting more and more complex. And little critters are coming out of the woods and attacking the sugars at various times, various temperatures. And it's a real artisan way of doing things, and it's happening in Sussex. And I thought I'd, I went down and visited him recently, and he does some amazing beers. Talking about flutes, to go back mm. to what you're first, this is the kind of thing you should be drinking. In Probably a not in a, in in, a nice in, glass. And not in a branded pint glass. Yeah, right. What oh, do man. people think? Now, I know, I, Sam. No, I like it because we normally have unusual beers, and like you said, with the, some of the saisons or some of the beers that have been using wild yeast it can be quite challenging but that's very mm, drinkable it's quite funky quite tart it's different it's not what you'd expect for a pint if you're used to drinking a bitter or a lager I'm finding it quite hard thing. to put my finger on what, what it is like it's not It's not like a beer at all is it I agree no. I, bet, I keep wanting to go back and have a little sip it's, very it's moist. almost a bit marmite there's something quite savoury about it but something quite tangy mm, but you wouldn't drink that if you're on stage no, not your head off that's mm. drying my mouth it's very right sour out. in that mm. respect as well Yeah, yeah. quite yeasty harsh yeah, well, that's you're getting the funkiness. I'm not yeah. getting any, anything I'd call marmite, but I know what you mean about the yeast, but mm. not mm, not marmite mm. per se. Mm. There you go. Well, it's I very think refreshing. The um, nice acid. Yeah, it's very intriguing. It's really complex, and uh, if you see a burning sky beer, give it order a go. it. Mm. Yeah. They're very very. Do they good. sell them in the Ram in Phil? 
Do yes, you know they the do. They, yeah. well, they do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Ram is a great pub. Um, How do you spell Firl? F I R L E. Yeah, it's near Glyndebourne. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not far from Lewis. So, Simon, are you going to be touring? Are we going to be seeing you anywhere? Yes, the show that won your father's uh, approval in Edinburgh. That will be... That was our agent. Well, that's very good news. I'm hoping to get that out on the road in sort of February, but uh, build up to Christmas. There's a lot of one-off gigs. do a lot of corporate work at this time of year. You know, there's quite a lot of sort of of end-of-year award ceremonies for various industries and that sort of thing. What's the most obscure industry gig you've done, do you think? Oh, that's a good question. I do get a lot of the sort of financial sector, which doesn't sound obscure in itself, but, yeah, yeah, it's quite specific. But, uh, yeah, oh, God. um, I've done the Music Industry Awards several years in a row, and they're not, like, records. These are music shops, people who try and get children to play musical instruments. So you do get, like, best oboe. You know, or whatever. That's quite, you know, <laughs> that could be quite another good. reward. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I always say my daughter plays the oboe. They are staggeringly expensive. Really? Yeah. Like even her like student level one was. Well, I bought it secondhand for sixteen hundred quid. Bloody oh, hell! Wow. A good one, new, is about you know the proper adult full size concert level one is about ten grand. And the bassoon even more so. <laughs> if you want your children to get a scholarship into a yeah. good school make buy them a bassoon and make them play that because yeah. the school will then go yes we'll have you know because yeah. nobody it's like an that. investment yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah you've got a better chance I suppose hedging bets there's a lovely bassoon and clarinet shop I can't remember what it's called now but it's on um, <laughs> north of John Lewis on uh, just north of Oxford Street up there and That's they always win every way. year yeah yeah the best bassoon shop in town is it and if people want to see you on tour where should they go what's your well I'll have a, I've got a website you yeah. can come and I haven't uploaded the dates yet but there have you got um, a name for your tour uh, the tour well the show is called Genius so I suppose it's Genius on tour yeah. great but uh, yeah it was initially to be about me the genius <laughs> thing but it, it sort of morphed into a howl of despair at just the lack of of visible intelligence in public life generally, you know, just the poor quality of... Um, it does seem... Uh, having not yeah. seen... Because oh, your show was on at the same time as ours, so we didn't have the opportunity to come and see it, but I don't know whether it's because I'm getting older, but yeah. everyone in charge does seem to... I'm like... It's poor quality yeah. in charge. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it's even, not about the politics so much, is it? No. It's just the sort of... The, well, I mean... The timbre, the level. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mean, and this yes. is my political bent, but, um, you know, you hear Ken Clark, who, as I was growing up, was... I mean, he's one of the better Tories as far uh, as yes. left leaning. But now I'm like, let's yeah. make this guy prime minister. Yes. 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 He's the voice to, of reason. He just seems to know <laughs> what he's talking about. Yeah. Oh, God, I don't know. But, you know, <laughs> it doesn't sound yeah. like a funny show. I'll live with <laughs> yeah. this. It sounds like I'm going to be slitting my wrist. Oh, my God. <laughs> But it is also actually, I suppose to be fair, it's also a sort of it's confessional because I do also think my own mental faculties are withering. And I think Mm. this comes earlier. I'm 52 and I didn't expect, but I I have this sense of vagueness, you know, Mm. and a kind of the short term memory goes and I dither a lot. You know, (laughs) (laughs) just all this. I'm wondering what to do about it. And I heard recently that nicotine is the best cognitive enhancer. So I thought, you know, (laughs) love those guys. <laughs> I haven't done it yet, but seriously, they say that um, you know chewing or patches is actually not a bad way to focus the mind. Yeah. Or just have a drink, and then you've yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Crossword yeah. puzzle. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I don't know. Maybe a crossword puzzle would be a good way of determining whether the nicotine is working. I'll see that, if it's that working. Yeah. Yeah. You know, do one one day and then the next day. You know, yeah. Simon, thanks for joining us. You're real Everyone, pleasure. go and so see much. Simon on tour next year. That sounds ace. And um, that's our show done, I think. So thanks for listening as ever. And I hope you enjoyed our first special guest. Thank, Thank you, you very Thank much. You very I'm much. delighted to have broken the ice. Thank you. <laughs> broken the seal. <laughs> so, um, goodbye from me. Goodbye from me. And me. And me. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Cheers. This was a Grand Crew podcast from Seven Digital. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.